more painful than you could ever imagine. Like it's it's, a, a baby kicking through your stomach. Like it's just right, like, yeah. right. But yeah, it's uh, it's true though. So we'll just leave it for another time. I suppose you could tell it. You just don't want to share it with the internet. Absolutely not. <laughs> Hello, uh, everybody, and welcome to Pixel Pints. I decided not to go with the We Are Live anymore because I just think it's pretentious anymore because you guys can hear the music now, so it doesn't even matter. Right. So... Even though I just said it, so you know, I guess I ruined it. <laughs> next, next time. Ne- next, next time. Ne- it's the next time for the next time, you know. Um, yeah. So, welcome to Pixel Pints. This is the only global gaming podcast where we talk about two great things, which is great beer and video games. I'm your host today, Mitch from. Well, right now it's dark, but usually it's really sunny here in California, in LA. So you know, but right now it's just dark because it's twelve in the morning, um, and I'm joined by my two distinguished colleagues i have burkoff from who's mr las vegas how are you doing doing pretty good since we've got uh, two of us here in the states and only one in a country that does uh, celsius i'm going to say that it's 58 degrees shit you're right we agreed <laughs> here, upon this yeah here in vegas is 58 the wind has been blowing like crazy uh it as it often does here in vegas which is um, is it is it quite windy there? I didn't know that. It can yeah, it can get pretty windy here. Um, it's uh, it seems like a newer thing. I don't know. Uh, I don't remember <laughs> as, a, as a kid uh, being here. I don't remember it being so windy. But anyway, yeah, I'm doing good. And uh, our other distinguished guest, you know how the, you know the saying like April showers bring May flowers. It's. Evan's rising sun gives me sunshine all day long in LA because he is the land of the rising sun, which is in Japan. How are you doing? Yeah, it's making it's making its way over to you. Uh good. Started a spring vacation last Saturday, so I'm off till April first. We start the whole year over. So just going to I'm planning out what games I want to play. I'm I'm uh chipping away at my Spyro 3 Platinum Trophy, and then uh, I'll figure out something else. Um, Resident Evil 7 should be is hot, pretty high in that list. I have not played that yet, and I've had it for several years. But yeah, doing all right. Maybe, maybe, maybe Evan should do like a short segment with his beer of Evan's games he played over his uh, his break of his, his list. <laughs> you know, Santa's yeah, naughty keep, and nice list note. type thing. So, um, quick things if you want to check us out we are pixel pints you can check us out on twitter with pixel underscore pints no sorry pixel yeah pixel underscore pints correct yeah and then pixel underscore pints and then it's pixel pints pod on instagram and then you can also check us out on pixel pints on youtube where this will be archived also it is archived on twitch at twitch.tv slash pixel pints final thing it is on every podcast site you can find so if you just look up pixel pints you'll find us go ahead and subscribe and listen to us there thumbs up all that kind of stuff it helps out us for 
whatever we want to do in the future because we could do more fun things if we get more people to, have, to like us so who knows because we, we do have people that hate us we, we know that for sure Fine. <laughs> we, we can do a, a 24 hour uh drunk stream actually that sounds like a terrible idea i that's love a, that yeah that's, a, that's a horrible idea i love that it, it would be an eight hour drunk stream followed just by watching us already falling asleep <laughs> well you know you know what'd be great yeah. you do like an eight hour stream from one side of the country and then do another country eight hour stream and then you oh can, there you go you can smooth it out with another eight hour stream so then we cover yeah. you know almost 24 hours it, you know usually like a giant bob 24-hour stream right you pass yeah. it on to the next group of people yeah. so that they can go to sleep but for us it'd be you pass it on to the next person so the person can sober up or fall <laughs> <laughs> i like it i like it i like it i like it all right gentlemen and then by the time it comes back around yeah all right gentlemen it is time for always beers now I, I now it's just it's just super early, super late and I'm super tired and I think if I'm gonna have a beer I'm gonna fall asleep in the middle of the podcast so I decided mm. to just grab a Red Bull instead just to keep me awake. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long day. So what do you got? What do you coconut? got? Broke off. I I, I, do, I got coconut again. I was I had a different Erebus one. Jones's favorite. I did have another one, but I, I drank it already, favorite. so I felt bad. So I was gonna bring it. It was like a tropical. It's yellow. It's tropical. Is that flavor? So. Kind of, yeah. I'm gonna see if I can uh, switch my video here so that you guys can. Yay! You can actually read it. Okay, so I got uh, Black Butte Porter from Deschutes. I'm not sure if that's how you actually say the the name of the brewery. Um, that's what I thought it was. I can get that here as well. I've, I've had their. Um, I believe they have a stout, a really dark stout called the the Abyss. Obsidian. Obsidian stuff. Obsidian. Yeah, I'm I mixing it, it with something else. I had it uh, one night when we were hanging out a couple of weeks ago. But um, who did? Who does the abyss? They might do the abyss as well. I'll have to look into it. But uh, have you had this one before? Um, yeah, I have had this. It's pretty good. It's um, oh, it's really thick. Super dark. Um, it's probably closer to a stout than a porter. But mm. um, yeah, it's it's heavy with. Uh, the caramelly, um, coffee, toffee flavors. Um, the head's pretty light, but um, yeah, this is a decent beer. I, I enjoy it. It's uh, I've been well. I, I got uh, a whole case, four different six packs uh, for what was it, twenty seven dollars? I think at the end of the day. Um, and they were all heavy beers. So I got a porter, a couple of stouts, and uh, a barrel-aged beer. And so this is sort of leftover <laughs> that's a, from, the, wow. from that case. If, if that's all you're drinking for the night, it just I don't know what's going to happen <laughs> the next day. <laughs> Walk well, around happen feeling within like the a... next, like, you know, hour when we're still doing this. <laughs> so, well, it's only 5.5, so... It's, yeah, uh, you've, it's, you've said it's that before, heavy. and then on an after show, I've gained a long lecture about Hideo Kojima, but we might get to that <laughs> later. So, nice segue. Evan, what do you got? Uh, so, sorry, it's not going to look nice because I, uh, got, I got the times wrong. I didn't know that we were actually streaming now, so I had to kind of put things together. I was just sitting on the couch playing Spyro and already drinking this beer, so it's been sitting for a little while. Um this is uh, 
Modern times. Modern times. Modern okay. times. Uh, black, black house. House. Okay. Black house. Um, so basically, oh, employee owned. Okay, nice. I mean, it's been sitting for a while. It's really, really dark. The foam has uh, completely settled. It's uh, actually they have a really good rundown of of the flavors and the aromas you'll be tasting and smelling uh, on the back. So it's a uh, two row barley, kilned coffee. Uh, Munich flaked barley, pale chocolate, roasted barley, crystal 60, midnight wheat, and oats. Uh, so let's see. We got oh, it's, 30 it's IBUs. A, it's going to uh, be a oh, stout, right? Yeah. And uh, 75% Eth- Ethiopian and 25% Sumatran coffee is mm. used in this beer. So, yeah, basically, it's a stout, coffee, massive. Uh, roasted uh flavor and aroma definitely smells like coffee so you know that um mcwomble would love it (laughs) i can't find the alcohol percentage on this six (laughs) percent so So, mine's 30 mine's 30 i've used too okay very similar so yeah um yeah not too heavy you know it's definitely more than a regular stout guinness is like a 4.2 ish right right so you start getting over 5%. That's more heavier than your average stout. This is six. Yeah, I realize now that it's uh, it's sort of blasphemous for me to drink it out of the Guinness glass. But, um, <laughs> well, I, I mean, was, it is a stout, but... Uh, yeah, well, I was finishing off the, the nitros that I had last week. So that was what I was drinking earlier. Well, interesting enough, I didn't even notice yeah, actually, this, but, uh, but Red Bull... Has like a three hundred fifty percent vitamin B six, and like a hundred twenty percent of vitamin B twelve. Oh yeah, you didn't know that? No, it's actually slightly healthy for you. <laughs> well, it's yeah, it's supposed to um, uh, give you that injection to like uh, keep you awake, keep me alert. Like, yeah, it's like that uh, guy that stabbed Uma Thurman in the heart with that. Uh... <laughs> that adrenaline shot but it, but it's just it's just red bull to the f- <laughs> red bull. start to start typing just obs is done in like five seconds that uh, was uh that was john travolta just, I, I just yeah. imagine like the stabbing and it's like it's red bull and she just goes gives you wings <laughs> she wakes up oh, gives you wings <laughs> uh yeah this is this is really good um yeah roasty a uh, bit of sweetness in the um the malt but yeah, you can it's uh coffee roasty stout it's 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 good it's a really nice one wait what's that what's that one game insomniac did that was um it was a platformer shooter for xbox exclusive it had to do with the soda pop company sunset overdrive that's what it was yes yeah i, I really like, want to play that game i, I missed out on it because i didn't have an xbox so. well i did i played it on game pass it's okay to be honest it's oh just, really it's just okay to be, I you w- can kind of tell how they, they started figuring out cool ways to move around. It's like, oh, okay, they, they are really good at that. They're the perfect people to do a Spider-Man game. Yeah, it wasn't as smooth as I was hoping it would be in regards to like transitions between different movesets. But anyways, um, the reason I bring it up as like, man, Red Bull missed out a serious opportunity. They could have sponsored the crap. Sponsor they could have just sponsored it and been the beverage to like turn people into like creatures. That's I don't know. That's kind of bad marketing. Like, hey, don't drink our. It's a no video publicity, game. <laughs> no publicity is bad publicity, right? Sure, yeah. 
Yeah, our new formula turns you into a fucking a gross zombie. like zombie. <laughs> Um, oh, and the other beer. So uh, Isetan is a huge department store, usually connected close to stations. So basically in Kyoto Station is uh, uh, one of the Isetan department stores. And my friend found tucked away in the basement to the left of the, the main area, there's this kind of bo uh, boutique, like wine and beer shop. And they started selling more uh, craft beers from the States, whereas I've mostly been only able to purchase these beers on uh, as imports online. I bought this and I also bought uh, BrewDog's 5 p.m. Saint, which I'm going to be drinking next. Uh, I actually don't know what. Uh... Oh, it's a collaboration with Overworks, which I am actually not familiar with. Uh, anyways, yeah, I'll uh, I'll be drinking this one too. Uh, unfiltered. Oh, twenty first century red ale, whatever that means. Interesting. Latter day sour. Okay, there's a lot of a lot of text on this. I don't know about that. I I, I don't know where my <laughs> eyes should be. It's like a Japanese website. But anyways, this will be my second one. This one is good. Yeah, I was surprised when you picked up the Modern Times and you posted it in the Discord because that's a uh, that's a beer you could get at uh, Trader Joe's out here. For me, this is just it's like amazing to even see this on a shelf in a Japanese store. And I basically just closed my eyes and bought these beers. I mean, this this beer is probably about like seven dollars. No kidding. Jesus, it's a uh, this is five hundred mil, right? Sixteen ounce. Okay, but it's I'm just uh, I'm used to it now. And the only way I'm I'm able to ha have these beers is if I pay that price. And I have my kind of regular cheap uh, Kirin Ichiban Shibori, which is fine. But every now and yeah. then I'll usually have one of these and then, like... and then slowly sip it for like an hour and then switch to my regular. Otherwise, right. I'm going to be out of pocket if I keep doing this because <laughs> it was like seven beers for f like $50, essentially 5,000 yen that I spent last weekend. Jesus, yeah. Place. Yeah. Uh, hopefully they, I think, I think it might be an import tax and a general beer tax issue in Japan. Beer is right. highly taxed here. Um, it's like 71 cents or yen per can or something crazy wow. like that. So that is high. depending, there's like levels of, uh, the types of beer uh, the types of taxes depending on the beer and what's in the beer but that's a story for another time wow but yeah hopefully this is good beer all right so that transitioned us to our topic of the day gentlemen this one comes from me uh it was brewing in my brain because i was watching snyder cut all hail the snyder cut love the snyder cut People are gonna this hate me for saying all that. About it I have it's 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 nine day different between the 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 Joss Whedon Justice League. So if you think that's a horrendous movie, watch the Snyder <laughs> Cut and you'll be amazed. Anyways, I, I was thinking about it because I was like, I understand Zack Snyder gets hate for what he does, but I was like, Zack Snyder, I think would be an amazing game director. And so I thought in my brain of being like, well, why don't we try to like come up with our our thoughts on directors from both video games and have them transition to film 
and then take a game director that is from film and transition it to video games. And what director would you do for each of those topics? So let's just start with movies to games, which I throw my hat in the ring for Mr. Zack Snyder to direct a video game because I think the visual medium is his masterwork in regards to in regards to excuse me um cinematography angles action sequences i think he does it all really well that i think he could make a real kick-ass video game okay do you have a uh, a particular genre of video game that you think he would be good at i would give him like god of war the original like the original god of war style so like it's like an action adventure action adventure a little, bit, a little bit of like a button masher but like have combos within it um i'm not nothing too finesse let's not let's not overcomplicate things for right. him you know he can get a little too carried away when you overcomplicate things for him but some I, some nice quick time events Yes, to make but, those but it's like slow amazing. mo, like in slow mo. When you when, when you stagger an enemy and the triangle button appears above their head, it just you you tap that and you go into like the slow mo kill, like the this is Sparta kick or. But I know, but I down, think that's actually pretty around, cool though. Like it can it would change up the way we think of quick time events because usually quick time events happen in usually fast faster motion. Sometimes they slow down. I think in Spider Man they slow them down a bit, which I think makes them a little more unique. But I think for sure. Or even like his finishers be like in more of a slow motion. I think that'd be really cool to watch more. You know what? That might be the closest you'd get to a Zack Snyder directed like takedown thing is Spider-Man. Because the the camera does get a bit cinematic where it it zooms in and spins around. Will like zoom up and he like does a slow kick and then it'll fast. It'll it'll speed up a bit and then slow down again if I'm remembering correctly. You are. We all know Zack Snyder loves to speed up and then quickly slow down shots. He's been doing it for so long. He did it in 300 most when I it was probably the first Snyder movie I'd seen. He did it in Watchmen a lot. He 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 loves that. This guy I bet this 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 guy he was sitting with his his parents when he was a kid. He's sitting on the floor, right? Cross-legged and he just had the remote and he was just like fast-forwarding and like slowing it down and stopping. <laughs> and then his his dad is like trying to read the paper but he he's like god damn it Zack Snyder. He called him by his full name. Fucking just watch the movie in regular speed. Well, I, I, will, I will tell you what's super interesting, and it has to do with the movies, but it kind of goes with your argument, which is I watched, so I rewatched some scenes of Justice League of the one with Joss Whedon's version. I always do air quotes because technically it says Zack Snyder, but it's really Joss Whedon, let's be honest, directed it. And when I watched it, Joss Whedon's version was so much faster because it didn't involve as much slow-mo. And I think it hindered the film beyond belief because things were done like that. It's like you don't have time to like really process process action because it's like if you compare this to Marvel, like Iron Man, Captain America, they all aren't as fast as like a Superman or a Wonder Woman. Those those beings right, are right. extremely fast, and so how how in the world do you not like slow it down to make it cinematically work for them? So like I, it, it makes sense, but I but I love the slow down speed up. I think it adds dynamics. So for sure, yeah, totally. Evan, you got one. Um, which, which are we doing? We're doing a movie, to movie film directors that yeah. would direct a a game, right? Mm-hmm. Right. All right, so uh, 
thank God I prepared for this episode. I was just thinking in my head, even though like we started, I, I'm uh, a bit, bit uh, earlier than than I had act, converted the time, but good thing I already had this planned out. Um, I would like to see John Carpenter direct Ooh. a horror game. Yeah, that's a good choice. Why is John Carpenter? The thing, John Carpenter's for? The Thing is yeah, my favorite the, movie oh, of okay. all time. Uh, John Carpenter, he's he's most notably known his he What about Ghost? He's fallen off Ghost of Mars too, right? Pretty much from Ghost of Mars is terrible. Yeah, that's when it started. The Ward is a horrible movie, but when you talk about Big Trouble in Little China, um a Precinct thir- Assault on Precinct 13, The Thing you have Prince of Darkness, uh, Escape from New York, Escape from L.A. He right. was great at. Eighties, just and if you see any of any of his movies, because well, they're products of the time as well, right? You're like this. This is the eighties. It, it's it's such a microcosm of of eighties filmmaking, uh, but they're all great films, and I'm. I love kind of um, I'm into like exploitation films, uh, like 70s grindhouse trash films. Right. Uh, recently, I've been trying to find a copy of this movie that um, I think Quentin Tarantino and both Rob Zombie really like called Werewolves on Wheels. It's this okay. like cheesy ass 70s exploitation kind of horror film. I love that stuff. I love schlock. And I, I would say that uh, Carpenter makes like elevated schlock. Uh, okay. Any other director could take what he did and make a, like a, a horrible movie with like the budgets he has had to work with as well, but he can take the budgets he's had to work with and make something. Uh, elev- it's like a gastropub, right? They take the hamburger, and the French fries or the wedges, and they turn it into something that's worth more than a two dollar McDonald's hamburger, right? Right. And then they overcharge for drinks or whatever. <laughs> that's that's john carpenter is is like that and uh if you talk about um an opening to a movie and i'm talking cinematography uh establishing the characters and who they are uh location atmosphere and music like he's done most of his music throughout his career like he goes on tour as a musician of he directs the movies and makes music i don't know how many people do that the beginning of the thing, the opening of the thing, and the atmosphere of this isolated uh, outpost in at Antarctica, and how before shit even hits the fan with uh, the thing and the absolutely amazing special effects, it's just the way he creates this unsettling atmosphere uh, in his movies. I think would be great for a small or smaller uh, horror game. I think he could just look at what's on the screen and be like, all right, no, we need to do this. We need to, we need to have the camera here. We need to put the music here. Uh, we need to space out the, the action versus the, um, I don't know, the exploration sections. I think he'd be good at, at directing, uh, looking at the product and being able to tweak it in certain ways. Cause he just has a, a really good mind when it comes to that what kind of what kind um, of what specifically kind of horror game are you thinking are you thinking like a, a classic resident evil style in regards to like the action puzzle solving adventure are you looking at like something like the medium where it was more of an adventure game with puzzles inside of it or were you thinking something like um 
um uh, uh what's the one by um i think, uh, I think until yeah. dawn where it's a more of a a, mm. a, a quick time character uh sure, choose your sure. adventure i think i think it'd probably be more like uh amnesia have you guys played the amnesia games i have not actually i've uh, heard dark descent the machine for pigs yeah i've heard good things about games. the series as a as a as a whole yeah uh, yeah i mean he's done action like you see assault on precinct 13 and um uh, escape from new york and even a movie like vampires which i i mean it's i don't know it's it's okay he can do action but i think the game that i'd want to see him do is a bit more is a bit slower like i want i want it to be very atmospheric more silent hill than resident evil 2 and um I mean, the thing is my favorite movie. So all I do is think about the thing. They tried to make a a, a thing. Yeah, game. The, game, the game was all right. It was twenty. The game was right? all right. Yeah, yeah. Like the worst thing about that game is McCready shows up at the end, and you're in that helicopter. As you're, it was like no, like I think John Carpenter gave his blessing on it as like a sequel, and like no, that the thing has one of the most perfect endings to a movie ever. Like don't <laughs> pretend that this is canon. It, it can't be. Um, so yeah, something a bit more Silent Hill, I would say. Uh, and uh, another thing is, I think he could uh, do a lot with a little. Uh, and the reason being is, uh, most of his career, he's not had the budget that he could have had. And he's even said in interviews back in the day where, like, if you look at the special effects, like, look at a supercut. You, you, you listening and watching, look at a supercut of John Carpenter's The Thing, the special effects of The Thing, the creature. And the, what they were able to do, it's it looks good now. There's one chain. There's one part in particular where you it it does not. It totally looks like uh, this kind of like robotic like ma- mannequin that's like attached to another mannequin, kind of flailing about. But whatever. Uh, most of it looks really really good. And he had said like we've the uh, limitations we had bred creativity because we had to figure out how to do things in a in an interesting way because we couldn't just throw money at it and get it done and uh recently on um twitter i saw some guy who he had uh he had made a kratos costume for halloween but (laughs) for kratos's like red tattoo he just wrapped a fruit roll up (laughs) <laughs> over his over his head and I'm like all right it looks like crap but i like the creativity involved due to the limitations like he didn't have red paint so he used a fruit roll-up and so like john carpenter is good at that type of thing like he, he can he can he can look at kratos's costume and say all right we don't have enough for red paint but we do have fruit roll-ups in the pantry let's let's get it done type of thing and i think he could uh you know you, you don't have to throw a triple a budget at him to uh get things done but being a director and having a team that has enough money to make a game that looks good that completely different from the filmmaking world in that regard right. but yeah i uh, uh by the way look up uh someone has to have this on youtube i don't know if you've seen the opening of the thing where the the title reveal where you see like the glowing blue lights shining through the logo as it's like kind of pouring down yeah, I the think way so. that they did that is amazing. They they did so much with it looks amazing, and all they did was like peel off like tape as they shined a blue light through an aquarium or something. It's they did so much with so little. So yeah, 
Um, I think he would be great with that type of thing. And I'm, I'm really looking for a new atmospheric horror game. And, you know, Mitch, I remember you saying that the medium was more on the disappointing side with that. So I'm kind of, I was hoping that game was going to be something different. So I'm kind of waiting for that next, that next horror game. And yeah, if he made one, I'd play it. I will, I will say, because uh, you said the budget, if you're going to give Zack Snyder a video game, it's better be the biggest fucking budget you can give him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like two, two, two ends of the spectrum, right? Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. All right, Burkoff, <laughs> what, what, what's, what's, your, what's your movie director? I actually have three, if you guys will indulge me for a moment. Um, excuse well, me, did you not understand the assignment? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know that I can go too in-depth on my choices. But, then, then, um, then I will give a second one after you give. So you give one, give two, I'll give one more, and then you can give the last one. Because I have okay. one in mind that I was thinking okay. about. Don't spec. All right. My, my first two are Christopher Nolan and James Cameron. I think Christopher Nolan would definitely do an action adventure game for sure. Something like you know, Uncharted. Yeah, something like Uncharted or um uh like the the Batman Arkham games or something like that. Um and James Cameron would do would definitely do a VR game that requires <laughs> you to buy a full fucking <laughs> you have to buy like a five thousand dollar PC to play it. Plus a uh, sure. plus a costume. Yeah, yeah. You have to dress <laughs> you, up. You have you to gotta... dress up into the costume, <laughs> even though it doesn't affect the game in any capacity. There's like yeah. it's like it's the sensor is inside the costume for your hands for the for the controller, so you have yeah. to wear the costume to be able to access the buttons. Yeah, yeah. it'd be brand new technology, and it only plays one game. Yep, it's yeah. just exactly. Yeah, it's exactly what it is. Yeah, and it's like you put the costume on. It's not like you can apply it to any other game. Like, what are you gonna apply it to? <laughs> I I think your your Christopher Nolan pick is is interesting because it could tell a story in a unique way for some reason christopher nolan loves telling whether it's even batman he loves telling his stories out of sequence batman constantly jumps around from past to present so does memento but that's kind of the main point of that story um tenet is like that because also a main point of that story even tenet the new movie does that as well well yeah Yeah, batman begins and even interstellar to a certain uh, extent. The Dark Knight doesn't, surprisingly. I think that's why it's one of his best movies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the prestige jumps around, but that's because it's two um two different characters. Say, two different Yeah, they keep they're reading each other's diary. Yeah. So it keeps to... going back in time. Yeah. And one thing I like about his movies, uh, say what you will about like he keeps doing that, he keeps telling his movies out of sequence, but in the beginning of the movie, or at least the first third, you feel so stupid. You're like, I don't understand what's going on mm-hmm. but by the end of the movie it all comes together like you're able to well, piece it piece it together so except it would be for interesting if it's like act one you play interstellar makes sense to me i mean it um, makes sense to me but i will say it is a little dense <laughs> it's a little dense i would say like all right i probably wouldn't have watched uh interstellar if memento hadn't just blown my fucking mind as a kid Right. I will say that's one. That's the one movie I need to watch of Christopher Nolan's. I've not seen Memento. It's it's fam- It's phenomenal, dude. I yeah, I've seen it multiple times. It's on, it's um, on my list. I love I love Prestige is one of my favorite movies that he's ever done. It's like I think it's oh my god, and that oh, ending. That, the Prestige ending is, is my favorite. The ending's amazing. I mean, like if anything, he he could take a game and just like 
just that just the ending itself you could just make your mind blow for just like that one second you're just going what <laughs> and then you and then you have to like understand like dlc i want dlc like now <laughs> it's like <laughs> prestige dlc yeah pre- pre- the prestige is one of my favorite christopher nolan movies when i walked out of that theater i was like that is a movie going experience it was just- well see i never saw that one in theaters i ended up seeing that one when it came out on like digital or like i randomly found it and i was like oh my god <laughs> yeah. I saw it at the tail end of its run in theaters. I, it was a $2 Tuesdays at the budget theater in Milwaukee. <laughs> but uh, imagine if you're playing a game, imagine if you're playing a game, like it starts like act one, right? And then after whatever, like an hour and a half, the next thing is like act six or, and you're like, what the hell? And yeah. so, okay, all right, let's, let's feel this out. Okay. Something, something between act one and act six, obviously something has happened. This character's older they're introducing new characters and then it keeps jumping around. And then by like halfway through the game, it all starts piecing together. I think it'd be a really interesting way to t- uh, tell a story. And he's done it before. So it's, he's proven. To well, be able and to I think he also can create the set piece moment that you're looking for in a game. Like he's created so many different ways of having it, having a sequence and you could involve that with gameplay. So like an example would be like uh, in interstellar when not interstellar, I'm sorry. Um, uh, in inception inception with, with the twisting the rotating of the, the hallway i think that would be that oh, could be yeah. a really cool gameplay mechanic of combat like within that moment to actually do combat not like a, a, yeah. a sequence another one i thought of is in tenet and i'm not going to give a i people hopefully have seen the movie but i'm not going to spoil anything but when things go in reverse time um you can go in forward time while other people are going in reverse time. And I think that also could add an interesting uh, combat mechanic because you're trying to attack somebody, but they're going in reverse time and you're going in forward time. So I think that also makes it, 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 it flips, it flips. It could be head. like uh, super hot, super hot a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. So I think it just, it's kind of just flips it on its head a little bit of like what you expect in a video game. And I think he can do that really, really well. I think of uh, when I when, when I first played the Ashtray Maze from Control. I don't know if you guys have seen that sequence. It's one of the coolest sequences I've seen in a game in a long time. But it really reminded me of the hallway scene in Inception, mm-hmm. where everything starts spinning. So yeah, I agree that he could make those scenes work, um, or, th- or, or like conceptualize it. You know. Now, for the record, we don't know for sure if they have directed any of these games. I think James Cameron has been involved with the Avatar video game, but I don't think probably. Did, I don't think he technically directed it. The only yeah. one that I know that had been a movie director that moved into directing a video game was the Wachowskis with the um, Enter the Matrix game that ended mm-hmm. up, that was supposed to be the two point five leading up. I'm sorry, one point five. No, sorry, two point five. It's like in the or two or is it like two point three? It's like in the middle of two, basically. Um, But anyway, um, my one I want to add to it. I don't know the director's name, and I feel bad now, and I should look it up, but I really don't want to type it out. So, part of my part of my uh, my not not looking this up. But the director that directed um, the raid, and I think it's I think it's the raid redemption. I want to say. Um, I just watched this. Ed. Movie. I'm now. I'm gonna look this up. Ed. Yep. Red, the Raid it? Redemption. It came out in 2011. Um, the director is Gareth Evans. Gareth. Gareth. Gareth Evans. Evans. Yeah. Gareth and Evans. I must say, he's a good director. I have to say, 
That is one of the best action movies I've seen in quite some time. If you have not Great. seen The Raid Redemption, I literally watched it for the first time like two, two and a half weeks ago. It is amazing. Like the camera work, the actual fighting, the kung fu, like it is just I was gonna say, so good. So Yeah, good. it looks like looks like a classic um like a Jackie Chan movie or something. Have you not seen it? I haven't seen it. No. So the premise is basically awesome. there is a so there's this giant building um that these three bosses um well this one main boss and two of his head henchmen um run and basically like drug people that take drugs live in the live in that apartment complex and all that kind of stuff and he gives them sanctuary and in, and in return they give him like basically protection so okay. um and actually two the two actors that play his assistants are in john wick chapter three as one of the enemies he faces because they do okay. kung fu and it's it's so awesome but anyway um yeah one of the main bad guys right he's uh, like, well he's they're really, really they're the good. assistants to that main japanese bad guy um so and they then they're alive so they might come back for chapter four i'm hopefully i'm hopeful i love those guys they were great <laughs> um but uh so they 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 have this giant complex and you as an officer you play this like young officer. He has a pregnant wife, and he does kung fu. And you're a part of a SWAT team that's coming in into the building to raid it and to capture him. And it all just goes wrong. And then all of a sudden, you're out of weapons. And then all of a sudden, it turns into like hand to fist, sword, uh, like um, machete combat. It oh it is. It, it, including one of the bad guys like one of the henchmen wants to like fight with honor so he's like put your gun down like we're gonna go in this room and we're just gonna kung fu it out and it is just so awesome i, I love it I, it, I, I it totally feels like a video game so because it's oh, like absolutely. he starts at the bottom of the the, the, the levels complex, yep. and he's mm -hmm. got he's got to get to the, to the top, top yeah yep. and uh uh the carl urban uh judge dread movie from 2000 mid 2000s oh yeah is in the projects. Um, yeah, it's it's the ex it, Berkoff, if you've seen that, it's the exact same premise of the raid. They ripped it from the raid. He goes, okay. "Have you seen that?" Um Yeah, Mitch? yeah. Dread? No, no, I haven't. Dude, so they go to this like super like a uh, council house kind of project uh uh on a on a call for some drug deal or something. But when they like get a, into this It's like a whole city block though. It's massive. Yeah, it's this it's this huge building and once they get in there the building goes down in lockdown and then the the main mama she's the the main uh, <laughs> the drug dealer who's uh, yeah. what's her name from um uh game of thrones uh, cersei or uh, cersei yeah yeah is it cersei? cersei before oh wow before anyone knew who she was yeah she orders wow. everyone in the in the complex to kill the judges and they have to fight their way up to the top. They, it's, it's exactly like. So yeah, Burkoff, if you've seen Dread, take that. Okay. But the raid, the raid uh, did it before, before Dread. Now the okay. only warning for and the more, raid and more, if, more awesome combat. Yeah, the only warning for the raid, if you're gonna watch it, is I know, and I only say this because I know it's deal breakers for some people. It's not a deal breaker for me, and I don't think it should be. Is it is a, it is a foreign film, so there are subtitles throughout this entire film, but yeah, no, it, it shouldn't uh... matter because this movie. Like what? You don't even need subtitles to watch this movie because the action is just so good and so oblivious. It's like it's, it's like if you took a kung fu game and then added Last of Us brutality in it in regards to like 
slicing necks off and like chopping arms off. Like that's what this movie's like. And it's like, that would make it. It reminds me of like, I, I, Oh God. It's like, if you took the, have you guys ever played the Punisher game for like PS2? Yeah. That game was God. That game was brutal. (laughs) Oh, I I highly recommend if you, I mean, if you're, if you're not, if you're not that grossed out, like at the zoo that comes and, Oh my gosh, it's so chest. good. It's, it's great. So like, if you never... It's so cheesy, but it's so great. Yeah, it's so cheesy. And if, you, if you're if you not, if if like uh, really um, uh, gory stuff doesn't freak you out, it's actually quite an interesting game. Because there's just, you could hold a guy and there are like seven things to interact with to torture the guy to either get him to talk or you can just flat out kill him, including like one time you take like a, uh, like there's a drill from the top view and you put his head down and you just start like tempting to hit his eye and then to get him to talk and be like, tell me where it's located. Tell me where it's located. And they're like, I'm not going to tell you, Jack. And then you start like stabbing his eye and he's like, okay, I'll tell you. And then you could just like, once he tells you, you could just totally like just keep going and just like end his life. It's just some of the goriest stuff I've ever seen in games. <laughs> yeah, they totally had an, a torture slash interrogation mechanic in that game. It was. Uh, I don't even think it was NC seventeen. I think it was just rated M too. Uh, by the way, Punisher Warzone is a, also a really good movie where they just decided to say, "Screw it." The Punisher is like a terrible person, and he just brutally murders everyone. <laughs> the opening scene in that movie, he just like jumps down onto this ta- this like long table that the mafia is at. And like walks up to the main mafia guy and just cuts his head head off, and then he he flips upside down, hangs from a chandelier, and spins around and shoots everyone. It's amazing! It's well, so good. I also do have to say, I lo- what I do appreciate about that game more than ever would be the dual shotguns and how he reloads. Is he shoots the guns, he'll throw them up, he'll cock them up, and then he'll throw them back into his hands again. And I'm like, we need we need more video games like that. Yeah, it was like a mixture of like Max Payne and a little bit of hit old school Hitman. Yeah, it plus was something else in there. Yeah, it was the weirdest thing. But there's a casket like, scene where he comes out of the casket and you start you start yep. shooting all the mafia members. That was a pretty awesome set piece as well. Yeah, so it's like that's what the raid could do. It could be like a super action game, but like with the totally. brutality of like a Last of Us or even the even the Punisher. I'd love yeah. that. Just one location, the entire game. You got you got to get up to the top of the building. Or, I guess or whatever. Sifu is kind of the closest thing we're getting to something like that. But I think if yeah. you take it and make Sifu even more brutal, it would have to be brutal. Yeah, this is more like stylized yeah this is like stylized kung fu it's the seafood game which is still fascinating i'm still excited for um what's your last one burkoff well shit now i'm conflicted i have uh (laughs) two final ones (laughs) that i want to use wait so my hold up hold up you're like i got three I did and, then, and then I was like, I'll throw one well, extra in. And then you're like, wait, I'm torn nope, because I got, got two it. more. <laughs> <laughs> well, because as we're talking, I'm thinking of other directors. But uh, my, well, my maybe original... I should cut you. I should cut you off and say, Evan, do you have any additional directors that you would like? <laughs> no, I, I'm I'm done. I don't I don't have any more. So so Go my ahead, my my original third one was Wes Anderson, and I figured he would do uh, a visual novel style game. Hmm. I'm 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 for it. I yeah. like Wes Anderson. He doesn't. He never really disappoints. I know going into his movies what what to expect. Right. Um. Yeah. And it's what once the movie starts, you're like, this is a Wes Anderson movie. Yeah. And if I like, saw a game like that, it'd be cool. Like Royal Tenenbaums, I didn't enjoy as much as other people. 
I dig the dialogue that happens, but I fell asleep halfway through that. Um, but like Life Aquatic was great, you know. <laughs> so yep. okay, before you do your final one, I'll throw one more in because I thought of one too. I'm gonna play that game, Burkoff. I'm gonna play that game. <laughs> this this podcast will never finish. This, this is never we'll never be done. Um, you ready for this? I'm going with Chad Stahelski. He is the director of every John Wick movie. Okay. And I only go that route because, and I, I don't know why I'm on this, like this parade of like, I want like a serious action, hardcore action game. That's like brutal, but like crazy. And it's like, I would love Chad... it would be so damn fun to play. That's why I, you know what yeah. I want. I want Chad Stahelski to make a John Wick video game. Literally just make the same franchise you've been doing because you're freaking good at it. So just keep going. And, and I, the reason why I also like him in the video game world is also because he was, if you don't know, he was Keanu Reeves' stunt double. Oh, I didn't know that. So, that, okay. so know. that's how he was a stunt double for the Matrix movies. And then he ended up, if I'm correct with this, I'd have to double check his filmography. But I'm, if I'm right on this, I believe he and another director directed um, a Deadpool Oh, I'm sorry. No, he co-directed with someone else for uh, John Wick Chapter One, and then the co-director stepped away and went to do um, Deadpool Two, or it's the opposite. They both did Deadpool One, and then Chad Stahelski left to go do John Wick. I can't remember which order that one is. I'll look it up later. But um, yeah, so he was a stunt double, and then he decided to get into get into acting, and then uh, get into directing, and then he's like, "Oh, I want to do this like crazy stunt work movies." And I think just crazy stunt work game screams to me like, get it done. Like I, because when I saw the sequence in, uh, was it Watch Dogs Legion, where they basically made the club scene from John Wick Chapter One, um, in that short trailer sequence, it just reaffirmed in my mind as like, I need a John Wick video game like that, or just a game like that that doesn't have to be John Wick, but just give me a kick-ass like hero that is just badass in every way possible like just can't be more badass than it is if there's if there's a satisfying combo system or like a satisfying like you could even do it with the arkham style you could it works yeah like if there's if there's like a, a solid action where you like you can counter you can do different button inputs to do different you know chain different attacks and stuff mm -hmm. yeah Sorry, I'm going to look up his filmography while you do your last one. I would say the game that's been most most successful with doing um, melee, kind of CQC combat, and shooting is probably Sleeping Dogs. That game had oh. a great fighting system. Oh, I'm so sorry. My apologies. His name is Chad Stahelski. Absolutely, like, elbowing and, and like, locking, yeah. fucking him up, and also sh shooting. Definitely. Okay, I'm, I'm, I have to apologize. I called him. If, if they, if. Oh, go ahead. No, no. What? What was his? Oh, what's his I, name? I called him John Stahelski. I meant Chad Stahelski. Um, that's his name. Uh, and he he did uh, he did do the first. Um, yeah, he did do the uh, first John Wick movie with uh, with another with David Leach, and David Leach went to go dead went to go do Deadpool, um, two. And then okay. Stahelski has been doing the film since, which is a very very funny movie. So if he did like a, a John Wick movie like a Sleeping Dogs or like a Sleeping Dogs 2 or, or, or his own thing, 
Yeah, I, I like the idea of doing both CQC and like a, a cool melee combat system while also having shooting in it. Mm -hmm. I would, I'd yeah. like to see a game that balances both of those two. Not a lot of games do that. It's either one or the other, and one is better than the other. They can never balance it out where both feel really, right. really good, but that is probably just hard to uh, to program. But I think what you could do is something as simple as, you know, like you could do the, the Arkham combat system, but not have the camera be panned out, like where you see everyone all around you, where maybe it is still just behind the character. So then when you like do a combo for like a punch or something or like a disarmament, you can have like an opportunity if you do the combo right of a slow motion shot, you get one extra shot you can do in slow motion and then you can like shoot, um, excuse me, shoot an enemy and then continue on with your combo stuff. So like, I think there's something you can mix in with that to like add gunplay within the combat system. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, Berkoff, you had one more, was it? Yeah, uh, Luke Besson, I believe is how you pronounce his last name. The guy that did uh, Fifth Element and the Transporter movies. I recognize so, the I recognize the director, but I've never seen any of those movies. <laughs> what? You've never seen the Fifth Element? Whoa. Fifth Element? Whoa. No. Fifth Multipass. Awesome. Multipass. <laughs> I don't understand. Oh my god. All right. Burkoff. Right. Burkoff. Before my time. <laughs> Actually, I think uh so... I wonder how old were you when that movie came out? Yeah, let's look this up fifth element fifth element was 97 how old were you four. Oh, all right okay so yeah uh fifth element's a great sci-fi um wait yeah, that's not the adventure movie that's not the one okay keep going i'm gonna look this up because it looks the artwork looks familiar but uh yeah i think i think he would do a great uh action rpg because the the universe and the story and stuff is so dense in the fifth element there's so many things like the uh, on the cruise ship with uh oh chris he did lucy and um valerian city of a thousand planets yeah and uh that movie as well has you know some heavy sci-fi um yeah so yeah and the transporter movies are really good like heavy action jason statham uh you know martial arts so and that scene when he's fighting those guys on like this the oil that's had spilled on the yes. ground that's great yeah. that's so yeah. good it's a great scene yeah fifth element is totally like action rpg I, I and i love the idea of making a world that we don't learn a, a whole lot about but they do such a great job of making you believe in this world and understand like they're okay there's there's a lot to this world there's a lot of lore that we're not necessarily going to learn about, but in like in the art design, in the creature design, in in the complexity of like the worlds that they show, you can yes. tell that like, it's it's super super beefy story. And yeah, I could I could totally see something. Well, I, I actually think he does that really well. Um, you know, I know Valerian's not a very well acclaimed type movie, but I think one thing David Leach did really well. I mean, not David Leach. Luke Besson did really well in that um, in that film was when you actually went to that, when you went to Valerian to the City of a Thousand Planets, I think he did such great job of interconnection between all the different districts and them being different worlds. I think it, it was real. I was like, I could see an RPG be that for sure. Hands it down. has, yeah, it has a very, uh, very similar uh, visual style between the two movies. 
So for sure, yeah, I could totally see that. All right. So movie to game directors are done. They are already working on these projects as we speak because we <laughs> demand them. Oh, man. I know. That's that's why I said people should like this podcast because we have power, you know? You know, kind of funny. doesn't have the power like and- we do. You know, the easy allies <laughs> don't got the power like we do. We have more power. Uh, Shoutouts. The... Oh, go ahead. Shout out to uh, <laughs> S uh, S Swanland or Swanland in the chat. He was wondering, Evan, do you know about A twenty four, the horror film? Yeah, me, he and I have been going back and forth on the Sifted Discord. And uh, sorry to him, I like left the Sifted Discord. So if he has been like wondering, he's always <laughs> given me like. Hey, like Evan, check check this film out, and I'll be like, "Hey, did you see this trailer?" We've been, we've gone back and forth, and he's given me some really good um, um, recommendations on films, especially horror, because I know he loves his horror. I do not know about this, but I will definitely be searching for it after the podcast because I've been on a roll with horror movies. I've seen like six horror movies in the past two weeks, and uh, I can't get enough of. Uh, People getting uh, brutally murdered. I'm just kidding. <laughs> not, not, not everyone dies in these films. Some of them do have happy endings. You want to know my favorite horror movie that does like a flip on the genre? It's called The Which Cabin one? in the Woods. Oh, oh Cabin in the Woods is a, is a smart. It, yeah. Isn't You've... that Joss Sweden, your favorite director? Isn't he is a producer it? He produced it. He didn't direct it. He produced it, yeah. Which I will, which I will, Man, this... I, I will say now, because there's been atrocious, atrocious things that he has done, and people have came out and said about those things. I, I love Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's one of my favorite shows of all time. I think it's one of the greatest shows ever made, and I am okay removing the art from the artist. I don't think he should work in Hollywood again. For the most part, again. I, I agree. Um, I, I mean, I don't think he should work in Hollywood again for the things he's done to the people he's worked with. But it does not mean I can't enjoy his the stuff he has released. So that's all. I don't know. I don't know anything about what he's done. I just know what he's worked on. But Dollhouse was great. I thought I loved jo- Dollhouse. Oh, I thought I thought I thought Josh Sweden was like the king of the nerds. What the hell happened? Um, you can look it up, but he just um he treated women very poorly. Um, wow. Angel all with right. Charisma Carpenter, he made some very harsh comments about her when she got pregnant during Angel and basically cut her off the show because she was pregnant. Um, and there's other people that came out with similar type comments about his misogyny with women and the treatment of women. And um, yeah, it was just didn't that happen all during Justice League. And so that's how um, that's how all this came out. So, oh, the whole Snyder release the Snyder cut. All right, okay. Well, it's it's a separate issue of release the Snyder cut, but this was just an issue of Ray Fisher, the actor that plays Cyborg, came out with a statement saying that Joss Whedon's did was not a professional appropriate during the filming of the movie, and he wanted an investigation. They got one, and then they found some really harsh things, and Joss Whedon isn't going to work in Hollywood again. So. <laughs> I like uh, uh, Dan in the comments uh, said, oh, he's a misogynist exclamation point. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Uh, I had no idea. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there's a uh, Charisma Carpenter just came out with that statement. I want to say a couple weeks ago. And um, then a couple people on the Buffy show came out with some comments as well about how, including Michelle Trachtenberg talked about how yeah. poorly she was treated on the show as well. So, um, 
yeah, you never know until you tell Yeah. So I, I, I'm okay separating the art from the artist, but I don't think you should work in right. Hollywood ever again. Cause it's not okay. So, okay. Uh, moving on, because we have the power, we have the power to change things. So let's uh, let's move game directors into the movie genre. Um, I'm not gonna go first this time. I'm gonna throw it to Burkoff because Burkoff likes to give us all his stuff. So I also have three for this one. Oh my fucking god, <laughs> dude! This this guy this guy's been planning for this episode. For he past- hasn't. I came up with this freaking topic yeah, like four yeah. days ago. <laughs> He's had when so much you, time off. All he's doing is playing cast. Yeah. yeah. Now, when you brought it up, I was like, oh, this is a really good topic. Uh, wow. So my, did, yeah, my, that, that's so nice. I appreciate that. And I don't, that. I don't watch a lot of movies either. So um, there's that. But um, my, So my first one uh, is Tim Schafer. I think he should do some type of an animated movie of some kind. Mm, um, I like it. He has that same sort of like uh disney pixar sort of feel to a lot of his stuff um with the tim burton wacky vibe oh yeah but with yeah like a tim burton wacky vibe yeah so that's okay. uh that's my first pick do you want me to run through all three no no i don't want you to run through all three i'm, I'm gonna okay. go to evan next because evan's <laughs> more important <laughs> um do we have the same one uh mitch you had mentioned a s- certain Japanese video game director earlier in the I'm show. Sure. I thought that might have been foreshadowing. No, you, no I, I, Kojima, Kojima I, was, I was just assuming people would pick him, so I didn't pick him. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Yeah. Okay. I, I was assuming so, Evan would be the so he, scapegoat on this one. <laughs> um, but before I do that, uh, also from Isetan, I picked up Whoa. the... Ooh, that's an arrogant bastard, isn't it? Um, Whoa. Metallica collaboration. Wait, wait. Uh, so Pilsner. So they worked with Stone to do a Pilsner. So did they? Did did they break off into like a uh, another company? Because it says it's brewed and canned by Eric Arrogant Consortia. Yeah, and it is a separate company now. Yeah. Okay, I did not know that. Uh, but yeah, so this is Arrogant Consortia. Enter Night Pilsner. So when I saw the Enter Night Pilsner, it's such a dark can. I'm thinking, okay, like what it's kind of be, Pilsner yeah. is this going to be? But the most important thing on this, I love here, it just says, listen to Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> Your favorite band. I <laughs> fucking, I love fucking that. hate Metallica. I, I I'm so surprised him? that you say that. Uh, I, we don't I have to get into that, this. This is, like a, this is a total <laughs> after hours conversation. Um, yeah. But... Like I'm a I'm a huge Metallica fan. You know I what? It's it's one thirteen uh, in the morning here. After hours is already now, so just go at it. <laughs> it's basically, but yeah. Um, the only reason I'm cracking this is because I don't have any of my regular beer in the fridge. So <laughs> whatever. Uh, I know I can get this. I don't have to order it online. I can just go to Kyoto Station and get it. So whatever. But I'll um I'll let this sit for a while as I pour it. But uh, my pick for a video game director to direct a full-length feature film is Kojima-san, Hideo Kojima, but not for the reasons you think. Now, I think this is this is one of those picks where you think, oh, of course, someone on this podcast is going to say his name. However, yeah. the reason I want him to finally delve into the world 
of movie directing is so that everyone sees him for the hack <laughs> movie director that he would most likely be. And I can totally see at the end of all of this, this movie he makes would have a 30 37% Rotten Tomatoes score and like an 87% user review because all of the Kojima nerds would jump onto Rotten Tomatoes and try to get this film pumped up to 100% as much as they could. Not only that, what would happen is all of these Kojima fanboys would attack all these critics, these film critics who don't know anything about games, you know, most of them probably don't, attack all these film critics on Rotten Tomatoes, on forums, on Twitter, and it would turn into a story in the film world where you'll have people having to first explain who the hell Hideo Kojima is, and then explain like what he's been doing and how he's always wanted to be a film director. And then he made all these games. He made enough money. He has all these, he's buddying with all these like Guillermo del Toro and uh, Norman Reedus. He's desperately wanted to be a film director his whole life. He said as much, and he finally directed his film. So I just want to see all these people who have no idea who this guy is. They have to write this giant introduction to preface the statement is how all these critics got completely um, trolled and hassled online because they gave this terrible movie a bad uh, uh, mo uh, movie review and how these the movie world and the game world kind of intertwined because of this really, really strange story of how this uh, guy thought he was good enough to make films. And then we kind of figure out, no, finally, just let's put it out in the open all these people think he's going to make a good movie but he's not the movie would be bad it would be panned and then he can realize that he's not up to the task of making a full-length film and then he can just go back to game and fully focus on that maybe even cut out all of the cameos in his in his uh in his um his games and just focus solely on games that's i want to see that entire story play out that is the reason why i want him i'll tell it. you what i'll say what i think as much as i hate some of his games i would probably love the movies that he makes <laughs> Dude, what, what if he okay, I, and this is, I would, this I would is the agree. other side of it i would agree I, what if he made a movie and it was amazing it was oscar <laughs> it, was like, it won like what, two oscars that's what i'm saying like i think i think the movie just his seemed... ego just inflates to like insane proportions he'd be yeah. like, he'd be like I, would, I would also like to see that as well like, like i don't care which way it goes he'd be like video game <laughs> award winning and oscar award winning director oh god this guy would just eat it up but yeah um, he, he climbed he climbed another mountain i will yeah. say the one thing i will enjoy if he did one would be you can say what you want about death stranding and how complicated this plot is yeah it's complicated i'm not gonna i'm not gonna defend that what I will defend, though, is his cinematography is amazing in that, where some sequences in the cutscenes are... F I could imagine him doing a film and doing a and doing shots like that, and it would be freaking amazing. Well, like, um, Metal Gear Solid 4 has a lot of good scenes where you get different camera angles and stuff. It's just... The, the thing that sucks about it from a video game perspective is you have to sit there through, you know, an hour or 90 minutes at a time. And you're like, yeah. come the fuck on. Just let me get back to the goddamn game. 
Yeah. Um, you know, if if I'm sitting down to watch just a two hour or you know three hour, it would probably be like four hours for Kojima. But Dude, this this guy has Snyder cut length, like <laughs> yeah, full length feature film. But like if it. I'm if I'm into like if if I'm already you know in the mindset of okay, I'm gonna sit down and watch some shit by him. I would probably be into it. It's just the fact that it like interjects into the gameplay. That's what I'm like. All right, dude, get the get the hell out of here. Just let me play the fucking game. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah that's I, when I think film, you would have to have a yeah. really good co-writer if he was going to do film. He just needs a good co-writer to kind of help direct him. You know, the director needs directing um, to, yeah. you know, direct him into the right direction and make sure the plot works. But in regards to actually like filming the shots, I think he would be phenomenal. I think he would do yeah. a really amazing job with it. So. I actually want that to happen. Not, I, I'm curious on what would happen if it happened. You know, <laughs> kind he, of closing. He, he reminds yeah. me of. Um, he could have a similar path like Bonju Ho. Bonju Ho uh, makes who's a, very, a great, great filmmaker. Great filmmaker. Yeah. He makes very unique films, and also the directing is well done. So I think I think he could have a similar path like Bonju Ho. Okay. Uh, closing statements on this is, yeah, like I heard so much about Death Stranding when it first came out. I'm like, I am not going to like this game. And I ended up really, really liking the game. Um, Metal Gear Solid 4, I think, is a terrible game. I hate that game. He's really good at creating stories. But he, like you're saying, Mitch, he needs an editor. He needs someone who can convince him to just trim the fat and the bullshit on a lot of what's going on in these scenes. And there is a specific scene in Metal Gear Solid 4. Uh, it's in the section that the, where Snake goes to France. And it's a really cool section because all you're doing is it, it completely changes up the gameplay and it becomes this, like, this kind of detective noir atmospheric thing where you just hands in pockets tailing some someone mm -hmm. through this old French town. It's so cool. And then it, it culminates in uh, Liquid Snake and uh, several of his cohorts on this boat on this river. And what happens is the entire, I don't know if it's Interpol or whoever in the game, uh, the army, I, I don't know who, who plays the part of like the police uh, force. The, the main goal of the scene is to get across the idea that he is completely surrounded. And what happens is, ha, you think I'm completely surrounded, then he pulls this kind of crazy thing and he gets out of it. So the main thing is we need to show the audience that he's completely surrounded. There's no way he can, he can get out, right? And so there's this cut with like cars coming in, SWAT team cars coming in, helicopters, all these guys shuffling out of um, the back of these SWAT trucks. They line the bridge, they line the side of the river, guns, boom, 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 and like all the guns up pointing. And the scene goes on forever. And it just keeps showing cuts of trucks pulling up and helicopters and lights. And I remember sitting there thinking like, I get it. He is completely surrounded. Stop showing me more. Like he needs someone there to, to look at that scene, like an editor, uh, Quentin Tarantino's editor who died before Once Upon a Time in Hollywood came out. She was like, absolutely amazing. She was one of, she took his crazy ideas and she was able to cut it into a film. Uh, she's just a really good editor. She, uh, 
Kojima needs an editor like that that can look at his giant idea and see that scene where the main goal is to show that he's completely, you know, Liquid Snake is completely surrounded and just trim the fat from the scene. If they can do that, then you're not going to be watching these hour and a half long cutscenes or this ridiculously long thing where Liquid Snake and uh, Solid Snake are punching each other to, to shit on top of Metal Gear. And it just goes on for a bit too long. He, like, yeah, he could pull it off if he has someone there's like, dude, just now nah, you got to cut like 15 minutes from this specific right. scene. If he had that, then maybe he could tell a more coherent story. But yeah, um, yeah, like w whichever, right? If he makes the film and then he finally realizes he doesn't have the chops to direct a movie and he goes back to playing games or he surprises everyone and the thing's got like a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes and he's got the biggest ego in the world. Like either story is great. I like, I'll, I, I'd <laughs> like either of those, either of those paths, but yeah. So, direct, he, do you think he'll direct a movie? Eventually. Eventually. I yeah, it could be even Maybe, a, it could be yeah, like an indie know. film. I imagine it being an indie project, nothing big, big blockbuster. I don't imagine if anybody, maybe Sony Pictures, like because Sony's doing that initiative of turning their turning their franchises into it more into different mediums, especially in TV and movies. I could yeah. see Sony maybe pitching to to Kojima being like, "Hey, you want that hand in that filmmaking?" Uh, you make us a show that we would like, maybe a Metal Gear Solid TV show, and you get what your is, foot um, in the door. What is Neil Druckmann's c capacity on The Last of Us show? Is he like a consultant, like a script consultant or I something? I think he's a writer, writer, and okay. cons I think he's a producer. I, I wonder if 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 they were to do something like that, that Kojima would play that part. Let although he would really actually want to direct. But uh, anyways, sorry, that was a that was a long one. But Hold yeah. on, let me just look it up really quick just to see Neil Druckmann's. Maybe that's the program that he creators. With. That's his title. Mm -hmm. He's not a producer, but he's just a program creator. That makes sense. Program creator. Probably he has he has like final say on script and things like that. It, it says like uh, Metal Gear Solid uh, four part limited series coming to Netflix, and then you look and it says the editor is Kojima, and you're like, oh no, no. <laughs> uh, so mine, I mean, it, it goes with. I, I I should just say that I shouldn't even have to explain myself by just saying this person. To be honest, I will go Corey Barlog. Okay. I was thinking about his name as well um, when I thought about this. Topic. God of War, I think, is just a phenomenal piece of... Uh, even without it being a game, if it was not a game, it would still be a, a phenomenal piece of film work. Like, just just the fact that he wanted this game with a no-cut camera changes the cinematography of that entire piece of artwork that is to something that I've never experienced in my life and, oper and offers opportunities and amazing moments that i just never could imagine in a video game like it's a simple first, it's, uh, it's that first fight man that was quite the uh, like my favorite spectacle. it's one of my favorite shots is when he gets uppercutted and the camera follows him up in the air and then yeah. follows him down i think it's just genius i also think you know the the no-cut camera allowed for opportunities to 
you know, because you always have, because cameras always cut. They always like cut between showing the faces of who's talking. And sometimes it was just the moments of the other character talking, but the camera wasn't panned on them because it's a no cut camera. It's panned on the other person and just seeing their expression on their face to what they're hearing was just as impactful as if they cut and then flipped it to the other person. Um, I also know, obviously I've, I mean, when I, I do a ton of research, especially on games I like. So I listened to a lot of stuff that Corey did and Corey worked, um, for Lucasfilm for a while and he learned a lot of things. He learned, um, that Lucasfilm, when they were making a TV series that he was, that he, I don't know if he was writing for it or he just knew about it when he was working at Lucasfilm that, um, they wrote five seasons of a show ahead of time. And he's like, why do you do that? And it's like, they said that we write five seasons of a show is because we can then put little nickets, little snippets into season one that will come up in season five. And uh, another reference you can make is like, there's a, if you, if you're a Firefly fan, I guess here's another Joss Whedon one, but if you're a Firefly (laughs) fan, um, there's a, there's a company on a giant billboard if you i don't know what episode it's on specifically i can't remember but in the commentary they're like oh that would have been season two it's just like a little nugget or like something like the next god of war where they talk about how each um each realm time runs differently in each realm and they asked about that to him for a question being like, does that have something to do with future stuff? And he's like, that might be a, a, a little nugget that we just offered to you that, you know, has context for currently, but is mainly for context for future. And I think he really, I think what a movie, if he's going to make a franchise or make a movie franchise, I think he'd be excellent for it because I think he could make a condensed, well-made story and then be able to put little nuggets in the, in, in the plot that when you get to the next one, you're like, oh, my God, it was referenced in the first one. How did I miss this? All that kind of stuff. And I think the um, the final big thing for me that made me think, OK, he could really do he could really helm, helm a project is when they were originally working on the first God of War. And so not the very first one, but this one, this 2018, um, they talked about how when they wrote the script, they had thrown away the entire script because they realized they were making game number two and it takes a lot for for a person to realize like after making an entire script for that and going this is not the right one and being able to throw it away and say let's start over yeah there that takes a lot of guts so i think i just i think there's for so many reasons i think he would knock it out of the park hands down yeah, if I saw his name attached to a movie and he's like, yeah, I got a story to tell, but I want to do it in, in movie format, I would totally watch it for sure. Regardless of what, what the genre or the, uh, the story was, I'd like to see what he makes. That uh, Racing Kratos documentary was uh, really, really good. And yeah, kind of opened my eyes like, yeah, this, you know, he's got some, uh, he's got some really good ideas and uh, obviously did an amazing job with uh, God of War 2018. So yeah. Yeah. All right, Burkoff. Let's get back to your list of a thousand directors for a thousand things. <laughs> I'll throw I'll throw one more out there because uh, the last one's kind of a throwaway anyway. 
Um, my my second one is Ken Levine. Uh, obviously, Bioshock, Bioshock Infinite. Isn't it Levine? Um, I think it's Levine. I don't think it's Levine. I've only ever heard Levine, unless it's, this is like a Ken Akina situation where <laughs> yeah. like PlayStation well, itself it introduced actually, him you know, and mispronounced his name. Yeah, or, maybe it is Levine, okay. actually. Levine or Levine? Oh, sorry, Levine. Sorry, Levine. Sorry, Levine. Levine. I think it's Levine. Um, but yeah, I think uh, he would be great to do some type of a, a crime noir with a with a psychological or psychedelic element to it. Yes, there you uh, don't want him to do. Bi- you don't key. want him to do a Bioshock movie. Well, I mean, I don't think that you need to do a Bioshock movie. I think that you could do a movie that has similar elements. Um. But I, I always feel like there's parts of uh, Bioshock as a game that don't really fit with the rest of, um, or like what, not stuff that wouldn't really fit in with a movie. So there's there's the elements of you know, um, you know, bring us the girl, pay the debt type of stuff in Infinite, which um, is interesting. But then there's like the Skyhook, like that that should never be in a movie. Don't. Don't put that shit in a movie. That's totally just a game mechanic. Yeah, there are ideas in especially Bioshock Infinite over Bioshock proper where what you're doing in the game does just not mesh well with the story they're trying to tell. But it's like they had to put gameplay in there and you're like, this doesn't make sense. But yeah, like everyone loves like the first 15 minutes of Bioshock Infinite. Once you get past that, once you put the gun in your hand and it becomes a game, a lot of people, and this is like, you know, years later, because like IGN gave it a 10 right. out of 10 in that they're like, um, this game actually has a lot of issues, but the initial idea is, is fucking solid. And those first 15 minutes are really, really good. I would say the Berghoff, when you're saying the uh, noir, are you thinking modern or are you thinking like uh, a certain time, uh, a certain um, uh, da, da, like decade that you want that to happen? Well, I mean, there's like, so when I say noir, I think of like, um, Oh, you see, she was a dame that walked into the, you know. So like the like, 50s, 60s type noir. Yeah, the, like, the Maltese, like, uh, like China, 30s, well, even Chinatown's yeah. a more modern version of that. But the Maltese Falcon is a really good kind of noir piece with, uh, what's his name? Humphrey Bogart. It's a classic. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like the 30s. Um, even Dark City is good. True. All right. And what is um, your throwaway? Uh, Jordan Mechner. So uh, he was the guy that uh, was the lead programmer and designer on Prince of Persia, but he also wrote the screenplay for the Jake Gyllenhaal movie. Oh no! Oh no! That's that's my understanding. He was he was credited as, as a screenwriter, so I believe that he wrote like the first uh, one of the first drafts or whatever for the movie. Mm. I mean, maybe maybe trick- his ideas got scrapped. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. But here's the tricky yeah. part: is like you you get creditation if you wrote most of the script but like easily someone could write a bunch more and totally f up the entire script possibly yeah like i don't know that's why it's my throwaway it was sort of uh it was one of those it was like a weird when i was doing research for this episode i was like that's a weird crossover like he actually worked on the original original game and the screenplay or or did some script writing for this horrible fucking movie that came out wait sorry the original <laughs> original game or are you talking about the sands of time game 
No, the original, original back in the 80s. Oh, That's pretty wild. Okay. okay. Like, then, yeah. then I'm not surprised how bad it was. Yeah. But I'm just, you know, it's, it's, I, I, yeah, if you were telling me it was crazy. from someone from the Sands of Time team that did it, I was like, I, that's where I was disappointed, being like, how could you? Sands of Time was actually decent. And then doing the movie, it just was horrendous. Yeah. I, I, there's some, if, if he worked on it, I bet you any, any money like suits got involved in that and oh, they totally. just made of course. It. they yeah. like plus they they plus tore it script the to pieces yeah the mouse is involved and, it, it, it ruins everything and um this was uh someone else on youtube had said this but it's like if you want your twist to be like the guy that you're supposed to trust betrays you don't cast ben kingsley <laughs> it's like super obvious that he's uh, the bad guy but whatever like maybe they didn't care but yeah it's yeah. jake gyllenhaal is the uh, prince of Persia. like come on he he is so, Jake Gyllenhaal is a a really really good actor and yeah have you seen Nightcrawler he's phenomenal oh my god it's amazing it's he is so good in that movie have you seen Nightcrawler you, Matt uh no I'm the only, so the only thing I'm thinking of is so uh, good so uh, Nike- Donnie Darko. No, Donnie like Darko, the, yeah. So he's yeah. gone. He's come a long way since Donnie so, Darko. So, it, so Night Nightcrawler is he he plays a person that finds out about uh, the TV news industry in regards to like independent companies like taking out their own cameras and like filming accidents and murders and things like that. Like the, for the nightly news, for the yeah. nightly news, and then sells it to them. So he learns about the business from like being independent, and then. It's like how far will he go to be able to like make it, and it is. It takes some twists and turns you will not expect. It's so good. It's one of my favorite yeah. films from him, hands down. Like he's and he's really good in it. And who's the who's the um, other actor that's with him? Um, his sidekick. Yeah, uh, I've, I've seen for, him in a lot. I've of seen stuff. him in a lot of stuff it, recently, and I forgot his name now. It's been a while since I've seen Nightcrawler that I don't remember. Um, I, be, I believe he's a. Indian descent. Yeah. Um, Damn, I'm going to look, look it up right now um, so I don't forget. Yeah. What, what is it with um, uh, video game movies? Ahmed. Yes, because he, um, he was in Venom. He was the Being villain. Being so terrible that actors like Jake Gyllenhaal and... From, from what movie? He was in Venom. He was the villain. Oh, yes, yes. There you go. Yeah. Um, they got... What is it with uh, video game adaptations and making really really good actors like look like absolute shit you got jake gyllenhaal in prince of persia <laughs> and you have michael fassbender in assassin's creed oh god right. like if anything like those movies should be good considering the just talent who, just but... yeah just based on who built who's building it yeah you, you, and yeah. you know what it, actually because there's yeah, a bunch yeah. of unknowns in mortal Kombat, that's why the movie's going to be great <laughs> yeah it's, I, it's I was listening to the yeah. uh, the game informer um podcast where Brian McShay, I believe, saw the first 15 minutes and he interviewed the team where um, they had a, bit, a bunch of caveats if they were going to make a new Mortal Kombat and they said, no known actors. We don't want to take away from the film itself. Mm-hmm. We want to keep it. Right. Like, you know what? That is a great caveat to have. Just, you know, you get Tom Cruise in a movie, not saying he would be in Mortal Kombat, but it's like, it's Tom Cruise. It's always yeah. Tom Cruise. Well, and he could, like, and he could change yeah. the franchise. Like, the example is... So technically, the so when uh, Universal came out with their monster universe that they were trying to do, their dark universe, right? Yeah. Um, Russell Crowe. Tom is... Cruise technically was not supposed to end up. If you've never seen the movie, Tom Cruise ends up being the mummy in the mummy. Um, he was not supposed to be it originally in the original script, really? but Tom Cruise pushed for it so hard 
And so the girl that played her was supposed to play the mummy throughout the entire franchise. It was supposed to be her. And then not only that, he also changed a lot of things. Like, basically, I'm the mummy. And then also the other thing was he changed the movie entirely and made it into one of his uh, try and and did a very much a big effort to try to turn it into like a Mission Impossible type film. That's why there's so many running scenes in it. And originally, that's not what was supposed to happen. But Tom Cruise got involved, and then they adjusted it for Tom Cruise. Uh, Yeah. Jesus Christ! Yeah, he he doesn't go. He doesn't need to go on that daily run. He does enough in his movies. Yeah, as much as Sean Bean dies in films, Tom right. Cruise sprints in his in his movies. <laughs> I, I did not know that that he kind of uh, stepped in there and and changed. Well, their whole I guess kind it was it was Universal Monster M like cinematic universe. Yeah, it kind of was more of like around. they hired Tom Cruise, so that's what you're gonna get. Like that's basically like you hired me. This is what it's, I'm good at do this yeah i'm yeah. tom cruise like what do you expect yeah whatever, That's happened, their fault to, for casting whatever happened to fucking cocktail and days of thunder oh man yeah the classics <laughs> yeah well, well off, you, you get great. your you get your maverick your top gun maverick coming out pretty soon yeah even though i don't like top gun so i've so i've got a couple of fun ones uh okay. if you guys want to so these are collaborations Okay. Ooh, collaborations. What do you mean by that? Uh, a director from the video game world and a director from the movie world combining uh, together to uh, combine okay. together. Okay, I, I like this. I like this. My my first one is Martin Scorsese and Todd Howard. Oh my god! Is a mob? Well, is a mob? Guess guess open what? Open world RPG. Guess what? Nothing will get done. <laughs> it will never come out because you know why? Tom Howard's in charge. But uh, like no, that. like think about like if the if the Departed was a world that you could explore as your own character, like you you go into the mob as a mole and you got to yeah. like work your way in, and like t- time's not on your side and you got to be really really careful. But there's a mole in that. Well, it's totally like basically the the plot of the Departed yeah. or the the story of the Departed, but in kind of like yeah, like that would be that'd be so cool. Like what you say. You know the scene where, um, what's his name? Uh, what's his name? Jack Nicholson. You know that guy, Jack Nicholson? What's his name? <laughs> he's sitting with Leonardo DiCaprio, and he's murdered several of his crew because he's just he's losing it because he's trying right. to find this mole. And he's like, I got a rat. And he's like drawing rats on the like the paper yeah, yeah. over like the Italian the, the table. And Leonardo DiCaprio convinces him it's not him. Like, imagine if that was a scene in the game where you had to do a dialogue check pick the right yeah pick the right dialogue yeah entry. that'd be great or do a, do a persuasion check yeah totally yeah i'd love that that'd be great all right what's your next one yeah uh david fincher and david cage just because they both have david in their name no because david <laughs> cage wants to do film basically um but i don't think he could do it on his own and david fincher he needs someone to help it. him someone as good as yeah. david fincher exactly okay What's, Dude, what's now that you said you're thinking David, David, I'm thinking Fincher Cage is a pretty good name for a character in a movie, like Jack right. Reacher. Uh, if, you're, <laughs> if you're talking like here, here that I, level of kind of here, I was thinking the title movie. was going to be David, David. <laughs> Just fuck it, David, David. Yeah, fuck it, David, David. The, the character. My name is Fincher Cage. Or you could just call me David, David. David, David. 
His alias is David David. All right, yeah. All some right. fun stuff. What, what's your last one? That's it. That's all I got. You've been doing these in threes. But, yeah, I just had two, though, for that one. The collaborations. Burkoff, I'm extremely disappointed in you. That I don't have a third one? You don't um, have a third yes. one. You, 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 you went away from the rule of three. And, I'm, and I was really harsh on you about it. And I'm going to be even harsher because you messed up the rule of three. That's that's the best thing to know in filmmaking. It always is the rule of three. You tell the audience in three different ways. I'm trying the same to, I'm trying exact to think. Um, Kevin Smith and somebody else. Give me a game director. No, that's up I think to we, you. I think we named them all. Do we have any left? <laughs> <laughs> we went down the entire checklist. How about Jade yeah. Raymond? Jade Raymond and Kevin Smith do uh, a video game or a movie together. Wow. Well, I, like just, a, I just said like Jade because then, then, then Matt can finally play her game. Not this Matt, yeah. the other Matt. No. like <laughs> Who okay, doesn't listen Jade... to this podcast, so he'll never know I said that. Okay, Jade He's Raymond directs a film, and it never gets released. That's what would happen there. <laughs> Uh, the, no, the, stu- so sorry the studio will go. With, the studio will ending, go yeah. under during during filming. Like three, three studios go. She th- three studios go under, and then finally she gets to make her film. Like ten years after she decides to get yeah. into the industry. How, how yeah. fucked is that? Seriously, oh, it's so dis- it's just like a disappointment one after the other. Well, hopefully Haven is a Haven. But uh, yeah. all right, well on that Always. bombshell. No, no, you can't. No, no, you can't just do that. No, you can't just do that. We have housekeeping to do. What's sir, right. thank you so much for listening to our podcast. That's number one. Number two, you should like and subscribe to all the different services we have available, which is Twitter, which is Pixel underscore Pints. Uh, yep. There is Instagram, that's Pixel Pints Pod. Twitter is mainly for video games. Instagram's for the beer. They are a happy marriage between the two. And now Dan's trying to get on this call as soon as I'm trying to end the podcast, which is super hilarious. And I'm <laughs> just, not letting him af- on. After hours. I'm, I'm, I'm just go. not going to let him on until after hours. So then. Uh, uh, by the way, this uh, Enter Night Pilsner, this Metallica collaboration. Please tell me if it's someone, horrible. If someone. T- <laughs> as horrible if someone took as a Pilsner. <laughs> if some that's how dare you if someone took a, a a pilsner and said let's add essence of ipa and just put a little bit in there that's kind of what this tastes like which is not a bad thing by the way it's it's oh. it's it's interesting so it's like their music like oh we do we do rock music with just just essence of metal <laughs> okay right, anyway we need, we need to everything since everything it. since the black album if you want to watch us live okay. we are on twitch.tv slash pixel pints and if you want to check out the archive it is on twitch but it also is on our youtube channel which is at just just at pixel pints on youtube check it out there or on any podcast service you use to listen to your podcast just look up pixel pints we're right there we're enjoyable we're happy subscribe to it like it <laughs> share it with the friends you know if you're a beer person recommend a beer to us on the comment section and maybe we'll try it if you're if you're nice to us you know if you're mean we're not gonna do anything for you because it's just that's just not how the world works so hey asshole try this beer i recommended <laughs> come on man be a little nicer about that uh, now now what evan now you're making me wish i had that espn like come on man come on man come on man <laughs> so on that note oh crap Okay, on that note. 
thought I messed it up. There was like something popped up on my screen. And I was like, what is this? I don't know what this is. It's not gonna go right. Be good. I like the uh, the background this time. Yeah, it's pretty simple. Don't you just like it work. with like the little camera for you know movie themed? Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, just recording. I like it.